0: This morning we asked this question. We said, "Tell about a tell about a time that you received bad news that eventually turned into good news." So for for some of you here today, maybe a lot of you here today, you might feel like all you get is bad news. You might be hurting right now. A lot of us probably are. Some of us are. You might be broken and feel broken. In a world with a whole lot of bad news, we really need some good news, right? Amen. So in June, my story. Here's my story. My community time. I didn't share it with anybody because I'm sharing it right now. So in 2010, this was June of 2010. D and I, I, D, my wife and I. She's over there. We didn't have any kids, and so we were we were doing great, right? We were awesome. <laughs> we were having an awesome time. That's that's a joke. I love my kids, um, and we both had we both had these amazing jobs. We were getting paid really well, and we were about to have our first baby. <laughs> and at the time, like we we never found out if we were going to have a boy or girl until we got to the hospital. Right. Today, you know that that baby is a boy, and it's Ryan right there. He's twelve now. Remember, twenty ten, and so we didn't really know how to prepare for a new baby. But we knew that we were going to be broke. <laughs> we knew we were going to have a lot less money. We thought we knew that, but we were right. And so since, since we had money at the time, we, we had an upstairs that was unfinished, and we decided to go ahead. We saved up all the money for this right before the baby, and we decided to go ahead and finish our upstairs just in case the family grew because we didn't know little Claire was coming yet. And so we decided to go ahead and pull, pull the trigger, we thought, so we had all the money, contractors, everybody had been in, and all I had to do was say, let's do this thing. But for some reason, it was crazy. Like I just kept feeling I had this feeling like, why? I don't I don't know if I should say yes yet. And so I just held off. And I, I held off some more until one day that good job I had, it was gone. I lost my job. And I called the and um, she didn't cry on the phone, but then afterward I found out she just dropped to her knees and cried. Cause she's seven months pregnant. We were about to spend all this money on her upstairs. So we didn't know, we were, we were about to be new parents. We didn't know if we were gonna have the money to survive or what was gonna happen. So, you know, this was bad news. It was really bad news and it wasn't fun at all. And we were just like, we prayed. We were like, God, what do we do? so god um he gave us peace and he started uh he started to do good things in our life like, and we we just didn't see the good coming because the bad was just so intense and crazy at the time and so you know we were worried about this money that we didn't have and god had already given us the money we needed that upstairs, remember, we got all this money saved up for the upstairs? The upstairs is still not done. <laughs> but the good news, the good news is that God, he he gave us some money before we even knew we needed money. Isn't that awesome? So Ryan, he was born in August, and I, I never thought I never thought this either. So And this was before COVID, so it was different. I never thought I was going to be a stay-at-home dad. And I was. I, it wasn't in my plans. I never thought, hey, you know, if something crazy happens. I, I want to be a stay-at-home dad. But I was. And it was awesome. <laughs> it was very cool. And it was, it was, uh, was kind of sad and awesome at the same time. So Ryan, during the day, he would cry. Oh, he wouldn't cry. It's like at all. He was so good for me. And Dee worked all day long. She'd come home wanting to see her new little baby. And he'd cry like all night long. Sorry babe, Um, he doesn't do that anymore, thankfully. And when Ryan was nine months old, this is what happened. So the Lord, he provided a job. He provided a job at at one of the very best places to work in the world. The benefits were great. We had a gym, like a gym gym gym, racquetball and everything. We had great health insurance. And look, we even had almost every Friday, they would give us free Krispy Kreme donuts. And maybe that's why we had a gym and good health insurance, right? (laughs) Our story, the story I just told, it ended with really good news. Like I said, it was awesome. And it can only be explained one way. It can only be explained by God. But we had to get the bad news before we were given the good news. And you might be struggling right now. We talked about this a little earlier. We understand that could be happening in your life right now. You might be walking through the bad news right now, and you need to hear some good news. Or you might know somebody, or somebody might be sitting beside you now that needs to hear some good news. No matter what's happening in your life, this is this is so good. No matter what, no matter what's going on, no matter what the bad news is, with Jesus, we always have good news. There's always going to be good news with Jesus. Let's pray together. Father God, Thanks for the time together, Lord. Um, help us focus on you and help us just realize why we're really here, God. Like we're here, we're here for you. No, we're not here to. We're not here for me. We're not here. We're not here for for uh for just doing something on a Sunday, coming in a building and just hanging out with each other. God, we're here for you, and we need you. We need you we need you right now we need you to just take us over god and you know we we know we know you're in the building we know it. your bible tells us that you're in the building you're here you're with us right now but lord i don't know we're feeling feeling it so will you just take all the distractions away just all the junk in our lines right now just have us focus on you Focus on what you're saying and what you want to be said today. And um, take us over. Soften our hearts, Lord, because we want heart change. We want our hearts to be changed today. And we know that you, the only you can do it. In the name of Jesus, we pray together. Amen. So if you're new with us or you you might have missed a couple of weeks, what we've been doing is we've been going through the old Bible. And we started a couple months ago in the, in the book of Genesis. And then... We will on Easter Sunday. We'll finish up this series called "Uncomplicated" in the Book of Revelation. I can't wait, man! It's gonna be awesome. So today we get to dig in. We're in the New Testament now. We get to dig into the first four books of the New Testament. These books are Matthew, Mark, Luke. I hear it in John, and this is really this is what we know as the four Gospels, but When you say that, there's really a whole lot more to it than just saying the four gospels. Because the the gospel, the word gospel, you may know this, but it means good news. And the good news you're going to hear today, I'm excited about this. It's the best good news you're ever going to hear in your life. The four gospels, they're all about God's kingdom. And they tell us about Jesus. They tell us about his life on earth. They tell us what he said and what he did. They described his death on the cross, and they even talked about his resurrection. He came back to life. But keep in mind that there's only one gospel. It's the same good news, but this just happened to be four different people that were telling this story from their point of view. And as we explore the gospel today, from the gospels, there are four things that we need to know about the gospel about the good news. So the first thing, if you're taking notes, here's the first thing. The first thing we need to know about the gospel is that Jesus is the good news, y'all. Jesus Himself is the good news, and you might be wondering, Sean, why? In chapter three of John's gospel. So we're getting into one of the one of the gospels. So in John's story, chapter three, verse sixteen, John three sixteen. You might know this one. I together, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God, he gave his only son. <laughs> Think about this. so He gave his only son so you and I could live. And this sounds like awesome news. Does it sound like good news? You can just shake your head if you like. It does. It's awesome news. But think about it. Why would he do something like this? Like, are we that important that God would give his only son for us? Would you allow your only child or or your or one of your kids, would you allow them to die for somebody else? That's a hard question. And in the ver- very beginning of this series, this uncomplicated series, we learned in the book of Genesis, which means the beginning, so that's why we did that first, uh, that God created everything, everything, absolutely everything, and he, he said it was good. Then he created the very first two people, Adam and Eve, and he said, very good. So like my story in the very beginning that I've told you guys about D and I and her house, and our baby everything was going really well in the beginning like before the bad news everything was going great but in genesis this is where things start to go down downhill this is where things get bad god gave adam and eve in the garden so adam and eve were were in the garden with god and he gave them absolutely everything they could need and more way more than they needed but he said hey this one tree out of all of this stuff he said "Uh, don't eat don't eat off of that tree (laughs) And like we are most every day, they were tempted. They were tempted by the enemy. Like I said, like we are most every day. This is Satan. They sin, and this just means that they turned away from God and, and just went their own direction. But, you know, b- because after they sinned, because God is so holy, because he's perfect, because he's set, a, set completely apart from us, he can't be anywhere near sin. But what he did is he had to kick him out of the garden. Probably didn't do it that way. Um, but he had to boot him out of the garden because anybody born after Adam and Eve or from Adam and Eve, we couldn't have a right relationship with God anymore. We couldn't have this direct relationship with him anymore. And so I just want to tell you we're lost. <laughs> we're lost people. And the payment for our sin is death physical it's it's death it's spiritual death and there's nothing we can do about it church but there is something God can do about it there's something that God has done about it God he made it clear in his word that the only way people can be right with God again to have that direct relationship with God again is it is if there's a perfect sacrifice so there's got to be this perfect person we're not that There's got to be a perfect person that dies for us. It brings us right back to John 3, 16, and I'm just going to read it. For Don so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. This is forever life with Jesus. Jesus is the only perfect sacrifice. Jesus is the good news. That's good news. And in verse 17 in chapter 3, he says, just right after John 3, 16, 17, Jesus says, he says, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And this leads us right into the second thing that we need to know today about the gospel. And it's that the good news, Jesus, that's a hint, the good news came to seek and save the lost. And this was seeking to save the lost was jesus mission here on earth this is he came to seek and save the lost and again that's us in chapter 19 of luke's gospel so we're hitting luke's gospel now out of john's gospel and in in chapter 19 verse 10 jesus said this he says for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost why would jesus say something like this well, if we want to know why, like a lot, like in a lot of the Bible, we just got to back up a little bit. And so we're still in chapter 19, but we've got to go to verse 1 now. And we're going to see the story about a dude. There's a guy, he's really lost. He's spiritually lost. So this was spirit, spiritual. So he's spiritually lost. And he was so lost that somebody wrote a song about, about him being lost. And in the first two verses, Luke's talking about Jesus, and he says, Jesus, he entered Jericho, and he was passing through. So Jesus, y'all, Jesus is not only going to seek and save the lost, but he's on his way to Jerusalem to die for the lost. And he's, he's as he's walking, a man there by the name of Zacchaeus, I'm not singing this off. I am in my head right now. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. So Zacchaeus, what, what he was doing is he was taking money from the Jews so that he could have more money, and he was lost, y'all. Church, this was us. This was us. And if you're not living your life for Jesus right now, this is us. This is you. And like Zacchaeus, he might be looking for more. You might be looking for that next big thing that's going to make you happy because the thing you thought was going to make you happy didn't really make you happy, and you still want to be happy, so you just get more stuff. Or you want something to heal the pain or the hurt. And this could be alcohol or drugs even or relationships even or money. (laughs) But money for Zacchaeus, money wasn't enough for Zacchaeus. Verse 3, he wanted to see who Jesus was. But because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and he climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him. Since Jesus was coming that way. Zacchaeus said so this this is what I'm just picturing that Zacchaeus knew he needed to change. He knew something in his life needed to change. And he wanted to see, hey, maybe this Jesus that I've heard about. Maybe this Jesus actually for something to him. Maybe he's the answer. Maybe he's he's what's gonna make me happy again. And then in, in verse five. When you When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. For Jesus, he was intentional. What he just did is he was intentional. He intentionally went looking for the lost. Is that something we do? And he found Zacchaeus that day. So like Zacchaeus, just like Zacchaeus, are you doing absolutely everything you can to be found? Or are you doing everything you can to stay far away from Jesus. And if you're lost spiritually, if you're living for yourself, I was living for myself, and and I still, still do sometimes, And and if you're listening, if you're listening right now, Jesus is looking for you. He's looking, everybody. <laughs> Jesus is looking for you, and he wants to save you. And there's a word. You just got to say yes. I know it sounds easy. (laughs) Just say yes. Verse 6 says, So he came down at once, and he welcomed him gladly. His relationship, at this moment, Zacchaeus has a relationship with Jesus now because he obeyed. He came, Jesus said, come out of the tree, and he did. And so that's where his relationship with Jesus starts. With a yes, I'm coming down from that tree, but in verse seven, all the people saw this and they began to mutter, this mutter is complain. They began to complain and say things like, "He's going to be the guest of a sinner." And Jesus Jesus got, he heard a whole lot of complaining in in his life here on earth, and he was facing opposition from people, these were religious people, that they were following a set of rules. And they got mad because they thought that they were actually right with God, and they didn't think that Jesus should be hanging out with people that sin. And the same thing happened in Matthew nine eleven. So in Matthew's gospel, when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, "Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners?" Well, so why does Jesus want to hang out and, and eat and be friends with tax collectors and sinners? It's because Jesus, the good news, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. That's why he wants to hang out and eat with tax collectors and sinners. And even though people were talking junk about Zacchaeus, these religious leaders were talking a bunch of junk. And verse 8 says this: it says, But Zacchaeus, he stood up and he said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the four. And if I cheated anybody out of anything, I want to pay back four times the, the the amount. Zacchaeus at that moment, Zacchaeus knew he was lost, and that he he knew he couldn't be right with God without Jesus. He had to have Jesus for this to happen, and he repented of his sin. He just, he turned away from his sin and just headed right back toward God. He stopped living for himself, and he started living for Jesus. And if you're not trying to live for Jesus, guess what? You can. You can start right now. Jesus, he can do for you what he did for Zacchaeus in this next verse, in verse 9. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because this man too is the son of Abraham. So Jesus, he forgave Zacchaeus, but he not only forgave Zacchaeus, but he saves Zacchaeus. And this is why the good news came to seek and save the lost. And this is proof. This is proof that Jesus can save and he can forgive absolutely anybody. I'm proof. I'm standing here right now and I'm proof that Jesus can, can forgive and can save and can use absolutely anybody that didn't think Jesus was going to use this anybody. But he he is, and he he does, and I just had to say yes. And right now, the third thing we need to know about the gospel, number three, is the goodness is for everybody. That's what we were just talking about. Right now, you might be thinking this. You might be saying, I'm too bad, Sean, to be saved. For Jesus to save me, Like I've done too many things. And this is exactly what my brother said. Um, Years before he was saved, he said something like this. He said to me, I'm too bad to be saved. Too bad for Jesus to save me. Like I've done too many things. He couldn't save me. And this is probably what these people, we're about to talk about a few people in in these gospels um, that were probably made and thinking the same thing until they met Jesus. So in chapter 4 of John's Gospel, Jesus, he's going through Samaria, he's walking through Samaria, and he sees a well, and he stops at the well. And there happens to be a lady at the well, and he says, hey, can I have a drink of water? So this lady, she already had five husbands. She's been through five already, and she's working on another husband. This lady, she was an outcast. She was a social outcast. The religious leaders didn't want her at all. But Jesus met her where she was, and he saved her. And you know what happened after this? Most of the town, she went back and told him, and most of the town believed in Jesus and started living their lives for him. And in chapter 9 of Matthew's gospel, Jesus, he's walking, and he sees his tax collector, and he's like, follow me. <laughs> hey, come be one of my disciples. And the disciple is just a follower, a learner of Jesus, and... This guy's name was Matthew. He's one of the gospel writers. Matthew was an outcast tax collector. But Jesus, he met him where he was, and he saved him right where he was. In chapter 7 of Luke's gospel, Jesus, he's eating with some religious leaders. So he's in this house of a religious leader, and they're grubbing, and and a sinful woman comes in because she hears that Jesus is there. So this sinful woman, according to all of these leaders and the truth, is uh, she, come, she comes in and she starts she starts uh, washing Jesus' feet. So she just gets down and starts washing Jesus' feet, which was somewhat part of the culture then. But she gets down and she's wipe, wiping his feet. And what wasn't part of the culture is that she used a jar of perfume that was really expensive on his feet. And what, she, what happens is she starts crying. And she's, she's just weeping, and she's using her hair to wipe the tears and just wipe Jesus' feet. But why? Why would she cry and wipe somebody's feet with her hair and use the very best perfume? Because she knew how bad she was and how much she needed Jesus. She was an outcast. She was a social outcast, but Jesus met her where she was and saved her. The good news is for everybody, everybody. It's good news. How does that make you feel? It's it's amazing. You might not be living for Jesus right now, but like this woman, we won't see how good the good news of Jesus really is. We don't realize how bad we really are. And if you're feeling this right now, like this is hitting you right now, and you're, you're thinking about it, and you know, man, something about got to change in my life, you got a decision to make. So what's next? If you're not living your life for Jesus yet, what's next for you is remember the good news. Let's check this out again in John 3, 16. Just really think about this. Think about it, you know, when I'm reading it, just think about this and what this really means. We hear this so much that it just kind of goes over our head and we ignore it. Think about what this means. (laughs) This is life-changing. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him and Jesus should not perish, should not die, but have eternal life, forever life. So the world we live in, this is is sad and this is bad, but the world we live in, they don't want you to know this. They don't want you to know this at all. But it's the truth. And Jesus, he died so we can live. He died so you can live. But even though Jesus died for us, he says this in verse 21 of chapter 5, for just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so, the son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. And you might be thinking, Sean, are you telling me God raised Jesus from the dead? And yes, that's exactly what I'm telling you because it's the truth. And it's what we read in the word of God. Jesus, he lives so we can live. So we, so, so you can have eternal life. This is that forever life. This is important though. This eternal life is not just a time frame. It's actually a quality of life. It's living a full life, an abundant life, a great life here on earth with Jesus, with a relationship with Jesus, and then it's living a forever life with Jesus in heaven. Not just to see loved ones, but to worship Jesus in heaven. This is good news. Come on. So if you're not living your life for Jesus, the question is, do you want to live? Or do you want to die? And if you've got a feeling, if you're feeling something right now, don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. Just say yes to Jesus. And right now where you're sitting, this is you, right now where you're sitting, you can do this to your, you can just say this to yourself if you want. Tell Jesus that you believe that he's alive. And you know it's true that he's alive. <laughs> Tell Jesus that you don't want to live for yourself anymore because that's so easy to do and we want to do it. But it just leads to destruction and disaster. And ask Jesus, ask him to help you live more and more like him every day, to be more like Jesus every day. But what if you're already living your life for Jesus? This is for you. After Jesus, he he rose from the dead and he's came back to life is what rose from the dead me and many people saw him and hung out with him and i was just thinking about this i was like man what would it be like to just hang out with jesus after he died and then rose again and before he went up to heaven before he ascended into heaven in mark chapter 16 verse 14 mark says this he says Later, Jesus appeared to be 11 as they were eating. These are his disciples. One's gone. 11 are left. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. Jesus was alive. He's sitting there right in front of people. And he's alive today. And this is the truth. Yeah, God's Word tells us that. But, man, we can feel it. We know he's alive. We see in it, the things we do every day, we see God in it. He's alive, y'all. And this leads us right to the last thing that we need to know about the gospel. Believers are called to go live out the good news. Believers, hey, you're called to go out and live the good news. And in verses 15 to 16 of Mark 16, he said to them, Go into, into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation whoever believes and is baptized will be saved good news but whoever does not believe will be condemned bad news condemned hate this means that you die a spiritual death you go to hell so do you want here's some questions for you do you want other people to go to hell or do you want other people to be condemned Or do you want people that haven't heard the good news or have ignored the good news, do you want them to hear the good news? Do you want them to see the good news in you? Do you want other people to live that aren't living and they're living for themselves? What do you want? And do you want other people to be saved that aren't saved yet? Matthew, he's telling telling the the same story, but he gives a whole lot more detail in his version. And this is verses 18 through 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, church. Because Jesus is in complete control of everything, and when I say everything, it means everything. Jesus says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Go make Jesus followers everywhere. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Your next step is to get out of your comfort zone. (laughs) Go to where the people are. Go to the restaurants. In when you're at work, think about these things. Look at lost people. Tell them the good news. Seek them out. Are you doing that now? And if, if you had the best news ever, so somebody gave you the best news ever, which I just test, by the way, if you had the best news ever, would you want to share it? Would you want to keep it to yourself? Would you want other people to have it that need it? That they, they need to believe it. They need to live it. Would you want that to happen? So intentionally, be intentional, church. Intentionally go to these places where the people are So Jesus can save the lost. Don't give up on people. Pastor Dylan mentioned that this morning, and I just thought, man, I wrote that down. (laughs) Don't give up on people. Keep asking. Grab, I don't know how many embittery cards you all had when you sat down in your seat, but invite people to fill these seats that you see when you look around and you see these seats empty. Invite people to fill these seats. And like Pastor Dylan said last week he said it's not about filling empty seats with people it's about filling empty hearts with Jesus man that's powerful so true that's why we're here and Jesus he doesn't want to he doesn't want us to just sell people the good news he wants to live out the good he wants us to live it out and in verse 20 Jesus adds he says and Teaching them to obey everything I've commanded. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Y'all, it is not enough to just tell people the good news. Be in their lives. Be where they are. Be in their lives. Help them live more and more like Jesus every day. And as the rapper Champagne says, people won't know if you don't go. And if they don't know, they won't grow in church, Jesus ended saying, hey, you're not alone. Like, I'm with you. Jesus is with you. He's with us. Why is this stuff so important? Why is this so important what we talked about today? is so people that don't know Jesus can. So they can know Jesus. It's so people will say yes when God calls, when they're filling a pool, pull and a tug on their heart that change has to happen If they'll just say yes this is why this is so important y'all people need good news and Jesus we already said this but Jesus is by far the best news you're ever going to get ever <laughs> it's the truth so right now you might be lost the question is are you lost and do you need some good news today You want to say yes to some good news today. And I want to tell you that Jesus himself, he's seeking you right now. And if you bow your heads, just close your eyes. If this is you, if you're just filling this pool right now, I just want to tell you that we are here for you. There are people sitting beside you and all around you that want to encourage you because they know what a life with jesus really looks like it's not always easy but it is the most amazing good news you'll ever get and experience in your life so if this is you if you don't mind just for me just put up a hand beg now father god we that we love you and we just it's amazing how you show us this good news that we need that we had that we can pass over so easily because like we hear this, you know, where we live, we're in the south and a lot of us may have grown up going to churches, Lord, and um we hear these things and, and it's so easy to just bypass it and ignore it for ourselves. <laughs> God, and for each other, will you help us? Will you help us see the lost? and Not just see the lost, God, but seek the lost. It's just to seek, to to look for passionately. Help us look for people passionately because of what you've done and, and the good news you've given us. Help us do that. Not next week. Like, starting right now. Help us do it now. Help us see people that need you, that need Jesus right now. God, and love on the people that do help us do that help us be in their lives help us get out of a of a a building that we want people to come to for us but god send us send us away from from here today help us seek the lost, so jesus can save the lost father we pray together in the name of jesus amen